Hello everyone and welcome back to Season 2, Episode 62 of the Sports Run On Podcast. In this edition, we're going to start with this edition by the podcast by, by continuing our talk that we, by continuing a topic that we talked a lot about last podcast and that is the NBA free agency. It's going to be a very, it's going to be a very high, a um, lot of free agency talk going on so far and how it's going to affect the league as a whole with some with this being with the MLB and the NBA having very big trade lines very big uh, trade deadlines and many big players being moved around in these different trade deadlines to play on different teams that they like stars that would that are that we were used to seeing on some teams that it's now looking like has a chance to go to some other teams to make them look a lot to make them give them a chance to really compete for a at least a play maybe not an NBA title but at least try to make the playoffs after having a bad season without those specific players. We're sorry, we're gonna start actually by talking bounce away from that and start out by talking about Victor Oladipo who is going to. Agreed to a one-year minimum deal with with the Miami Heat. So he's go. He got in. He um. Oladipo might play and how he might perform after two down seasons coming back from original injury. It's it was it. This wasn't really an ideal time for Victor Oladipo to hit free agency because he underwent surgery made to repair the quadricep tendons in his right knee. Originally injured in January 2019. He could be cleared for basketball activities in November. There would be surely additional rehab before returning to game action. So he's a big question mark for the Heat. The Heat have had a pretty good free agency. They've had a, they've had a good they've had a, a multiple players bouncing around. So they're definitely a team that a lot of people are looking to make a comeback after this this season. They went to they were able to go to the bubble with Jimmy Butler. And they were able to really play well and even go to the NBA Finals where they would end up losing to the LA Lakers in the final of that um, of the pand- of the pandemic um, NBA playoffs. So and, but after that there, there really wasn't like much to, like a, a lot of people were very underwhelmed with what was going to happen going forward after that because they think that there should have been more to whatever they, they think that there should have been more to that team because it, he the, a lot of people thought that they they have a lot more talent than how they're playing, and they really are not getting up to the expectations that a lot of people had for this team going into this season. Up next, we have another returning deal with Atlanta Hawks. Five year, uh, John Collins, who is a power forward, is going to have be agreed to a five-year, $125 million deal with the Atlanta Hawks. So he was waited for a restricted free agency rather than signing a contract extension. Last last fall paid off, so he played very well as a full time power forward next to Clint Capella, who was the starting center. And then was that he would grow in his role. He's at yeah defending all stars such as Julius Randle and Ben Simmons during Atlanta's run to the conference final. So this is a team. <coughs> excuse me. This is a team that has actually played very well and was at, and was really go, able to ex, exceed expectations with, and now it's just a look for them to be able to bring some of those important players back. As I talked about yesterday, with Trey Young's max extension will kick in during the 2022-2023 season, so they'll have him for a while. Kevin Herter is also eligible. He's a starting shooting guard. He's plays the two in the starting five for the um, Atlanta Hawks. So. Looking like they're going to bring back a good amount of players with already Bogdan Bogdanovich already being back playing the three. So that, that's looking like they're returning their guy. So without doubt, this looks like a team that's going to be poised to make yet another run for the, um, maybe even a run for the title if they can really start 
if they can really put if they can really play with good team chemistry, I think this could be, definitely be a team that could make a run for the title and be a very very hard to stop offensively in the NBA. So I think this without a doubt is a team that you have like no doubt you have to keep your eye on just because of they have some they have a mixture of young talent and they mixture of old talent because. Be, just be, because of the way that they're signing and the way that they drafted, having um, Kevin, having this backcourt with Herder and Young, and then having the frontcourt with Capella and um, John Collins. I mean, John Collins. Not, with that said, John Collins is definitely not a. Um, he's definitely not an old guy. He's only been in the league a couple years. Yeah, so I mean, they also, I mean, the Hawks will have to give up some players. So, um, down the road, they'll surely have to sacrifice some of the veteran depth to help boost the team. With Danilo Gallinari, who's who's a 2022-2023 salary is five million guaranteed, is likely a candidate with with Capella a possible one. And then o- Oneka Okogwu, would, if it develops into a star caliber player, those those could be. Um, necessary to get rid of them to keep the young core that I just talked about that the Hawks have been building. One of the biggest trades that we have to talk about is Kemba Walker. He's agreed, Oklahoma City has agreed to buy out Kemba Walker's contract and he will join the New York Knicks. So without a doubt, adding Walker is an absolutely huge deal for the Knicks because they're start. A lot of people are saying they're starting to really look like a team that can make a run for it. Like they're with, with some of the ads that we're going to talk about in a little bit, they're really looking like player. They're really looking like a team that like a lot of teams should actually be scared of be, to big to make actually actually make a run in the playoffs. Not just like maybe get to the playoffs and then just get swept in the first round. Like actually make a legitimate run at being able to win a title this year. Like they're they're really looking like maybe not maybe they're not a, a title contender, but I think that they could very easily surprise some people and get into that con- title contender role. That the Knicks have been looking to to try to get a team into for a couple years now. Like they haven't really had a team. They they had teams for there that were really really bad, and now now last year they were able to go to the playoffs. So that that's feeling that's a lot better for the first time in a long time. So they like they're they're definitely on on the up and up when it comes to their playoff and the way that they're playing and the talent that they are recruiting. So that I think Kemba's just going to help add to that talent. So and I just think with having Walker being a marquee key like marquee free agent, excuse me, and then him going to the Celtics after free agency a couple years ago, and now he's coming to the Knicks. I think that that's going to be big. Then and they've also I have to add they have agreed new contracts for some of their returning players, which I was talking about: Alec Burks, Naris Noel, and Derrick Rose. So I, and a newcomer Eric Fourier. Who is who? You probably know off the um, France. He plays on the France national team. He was part of the France that was able to upset the U.S. national team and worry a lot of people. I talked more about that in yesterday's podcast, episode sixty-one. So, yeah, they have a maximum of around ten million in remaining cap space. So, and and then getting to that, they would add, they would require waving point guard Luca Vildoza, who's played for the Knicks after signing late in the 2020-2021 season. And that's a big pay cut for Walker's original $36 million salary for this season. So, I mean, obviously, he's... Uh, also, you have to talk about Walker. He hasn't been the same in Boston as he was when he played with the Hornets before him. As there have been many recurring knee injuries that that has... For, they forced him to miss 34 games. But still, with an enormous upgrade from... from um, Alfred Payton, who... He was a, he was a, he's, a, he's a good point guard, but he is far from... 
if you he's far from the point guard you need if you want to make a run for the playoffs like or especially a run for the NBA titles like you need you need so much more out of your point guard than what Peyton was able to give to this team. So those those are some of the big those are some of the big um uh, deals that have gone down so far. I talked about just another ones and just uh, I don't know if I talked about this one, but the Bulls have landed DeMar DeRozan on a sign and trade. The All Star will be going to Chicago, playing with um, Lonzo Ball, who's also now on the Bulls. They've agreed to trade Thaddeus Young, Alfakara Menu, and draft picks to San Antonio for DeRozan, who would join the deal. Bulls in a three-year, eighty-five million dollar deal. You have the Utah Jazz. This is a big one. They're adding Hassan Whiteside, much like Drummond heading to Philadelphia to back up and beat Whiteside's another former who he can help with Rudy Gobert. And I think another team that I think, after having a huge year last year, this ad could really push them and help them be have a chance of really winning a title this year. Another team to talk about is Miami. They've signed one year uh, one year deal for forward Markeith Morris. He's he's bounced around many different. He shot pretty well in. The, the 2020 player, yeah, he I mean, he just shot off oh, with the Lakers whenever he played the Lakers beforehand. And then he got an opportunity against the Phoenix Suns with Anthony Davis's injury. He, he shot, he didn't really, really show out in that time. He probably definitely could have done more for them to be able to help the Lakers more. But he'll now be signing a one-year deal with the Miami Heat. And the last deal is Robin Lopez. There's another center who has bounced around he um he signed a one year five million dollar deal and it's hoping that he is going to be he's going to be um really helping them because they've been looking for a center for a very long time as a marquee center that can really help them because that's been a big question mark. They look to set set still look to set at center yeah twenty eighteen lottery picks Wendell Carter Jr. Mo Bamba but it's so interesting to see how first year yeah and not to mention they have a first year head coach. Jamal Mosley, who minutes won all three players are healthy. It's going to be interesting to see how they how he plays all three of these players because they're all they all have different skill sets and different types of talents that they can bring to the table. So it's going to be interesting to see how exactly they he plays them minute wise. Up next, we're going to be talking about the other team that's had a big free agency, and that is just talking about the MLB. Um, MLB trade now. I'll talk about this to end this episode, and then go into next episode talking more about this as we get close as we um, get closer to the end of the season. The MLB will obviously be more of a priority. So the players have just had absolutely crazy July since like like record saying July is a Shoney Atani. I've talked about him before. The pitcher was able to go to the All Star game as a pitcher and a. Um, Batter, which is just absolutely incredible. Juan Soto, who's left fielder for the Nationals, he has for having a crazy year. Joey Votto, who a lot of people thought was kind of falling off, he's had a, a huge July. Big league best, 11 home runs and a 734 slugging percentage just in July. Like, that's crazy. Uh, Tyler Megal, who's a starting pitcher for the Mets, he has the best ERA among pitchers with at least 25 innings pitched in July. It's crazy. His fastball is really one of the thing, and it's really he's really um, he's really helping the Mets stay afloat with the lot with Jacob Degrom not being um, here and there with injuries. So with Jacob Degrom having injuries that have held him out for for many different, or they've held him out and have got the inability for them to really rest on him the way that they they a oh, forearm issue. Yeah, forearm. That's what I thought it was. Forum issue that has really set him back. The Milwaukee Brewers are also, they have six Brewers pitchers started pitching in July. 
some of their ERAs, which are credible, 1.2, 2.08, 2.14, 2.25, 2.3, and 3.56 collectively. That's an incredible pitching roster. Like that's like an unheard of pitching roster for them to be able to have all on one team. So that's one of the bigger reasons why they're looking like they that pitching, if they can get some hitting, they could easily and probably will be a favorite to bring home the World Series trophy. Five different stories that are worth watching that we'll go over is the, ne- is the next step with um, Dodgers starter Trevor Bauer after the sexual assault allegations have come and where he's going to go after that with the with just the question marks that are going to be on him with those with some charges still looming and will there be more charges down the road if he does get past these charges and get back to playing baseball which most likely most people think that he without a doubt will. Well, th- there's. Yeah, while the MLB has had a fair, pretty good COVID nineteen like significant like, with, with yeah, the, what I'm trying to say is the MLB hasn't really had COVID nineteen hasn't really had a significant impact on them this season. But with the Delta variant, which is another variant of COVID coming nineteen, a lot of people are wondering if of would a baseball bubble be good again if the cases if the caseload continues to jump and with some of the big names Garrett Cole, Josh Hader, Trey Turner, Christian Yelich, Daniel Hudson, and Nick Anderson all being on the COVID injury list. Where that would be able to force to examine a break a break glass in case of emergency option, which would be the bubble. That's what they mean. That that would be their that would be their thing that they would be wondering is would a bubble be the only way to do the the rest of this season safely if the Delta variant does have another breakout. And then next an, another um topic to talk about is as um Fernando Tatis Jr. on the San Diego Padres will he have the ability to heal from a dislocated shoulder in a seemingly superhuman time as he is. As his shoulder popped out for the third time this season, which requires surgery at some point, so he's without a doubt huge for the for the for the Padres, and he's one of the, he's a star player on the Padres. So having that happen for him is just an absolute blow. Some saying it will be like like devastating as Ronald Acuna Jr.'s ACL tear of the Atlanta Braves. He was also these are two incredible players who are who are dealing with with injuries, not, who are really dealing with injuries. And could set them back sometime, and, and a lot wonder if they were still going to be the same after rehabbing from these injuries, or that will put a toll on them for the rest of their career. Last topic we're going to talk about is the return of Red Sox ace Chris Sale from Tommy John surgery, and it couldn't come as a bet, better time. Boston, if not, uh, not in any danger of dropping out of the playoffs, saw yet, but showing cracks that didn't appear in the first 100 games. So they really need a star pitcher. They need that star rotation that can consistently. That they can know they can pitch in big games because obviously there will be big games coming down the stretch that will does, that will have big implications on where they're going to be seated. So having Chris Sale finally come back, maybe not he might not have his typical he might still have some command issues, but I think just having him back is going to be a step definitely in the right directions after the Red Sox took a blow with him having to have Tommy John surgery done after an injury. With that said, this wraps up season two, episode sixty-two of the Sports Run On podcast.